Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Dr. Rhonda Bompenza Zimmerman. She is a professor at the Grand Canyon University, as well as a substance use coordinator at Maricopa Department of Health. I have Alexi Bracey. She's a dementia prevention coach who addresses the problem before it rears its ugly head. She works primarily with women. And I have Simon Coles. He's the CEO at Amphora Research Systems, where they free scientists from the tyranny of paper, and he is also the founder of Better Conversations. The question I have for you, how do you interrupt and refocus a conversation on Zoom? Alexi, can you kick us off? Well, everybody deserves to be heard, but people have a bad habit of interrupting. And so I always ask permission, may I interrupt or can you reframe that so to tell me how that is relevant to what we were talking about? Show mm -hmm. empathy. According to emotional mastery, it's the wordage that we use to respect the person's opinion, even though it may not be relevant. And don't ask an open-ended question. It's something that you want to continue the dialogue. But do respect and thank the person for their opinion. But I think maybe this is not relevant to our conversation. I suggest we carry on. So I think it's context specific. If you are maybe the facilitator of a meeting or, or the chairman of a meeting or something like that, I think you have more tools, mm -hmm. particularly if you set it up right. So we do a lot of work that comes out of systemic modeling and in person, you would sort of stand in front of the person and summarize what they were saying and then move the attention of the group somewhere else or something like that. And you can do a similar thing in Zoom if you set yourself up with maybe a flip chart and you write the person's contribution down so they feel heard, and then you would redirect their, their attention or something like that. You might check with them that you summarize what they said, and then you move. So you're using a prop mm. to sort of both make yourself different from everybody else and also indicate that I've written what you said down so you can stop talking now. If you don't have that, it's difficult. And it gets into some really interesting technical stuff, like most of us here have headphones on. But if you've got someone just yelling at their laptop, they won't be able to hear you until they stop speaking. I think it requires a lot of planning and thought um, if you want to be able to reliably do it over Zoom. So I'm really not the best one to probably answer this because I tend to give people a lot of space. However, if there's some type of time variable where I have to keep things on, on focus, alluding to what Alexi said, I ask a lot of open and questions. And in doing so, I also like to keep a chat open. So if I notice a conversation is going in a way that maybe we need to switch, I might jot something down in the chat or alluding to what Simon said, I will also use visual aids and sometimes have to say, oh, I love what you just said, showing empathy and compassion. You know, let's talk about that a little bit more offline or after this meeting to kind of give again, that person space to validate whatever they're saying but also keeping in mind everyone's time is precious. So if we notice that someone kind of goes out on a tangent, just kind of bringing them back to center and acknowledging them, putting aside and then moving on to whatever's next. Robert, Robert I'm curious. Mm -hmm. You've done hundreds of quick hits. How do you politely stop somebody? Well, so it, it's interesting because some people, if they're just talking a blue streak and they don't even breathe, sometimes you just have to interrupt. And especially for me at the end of quick hits, it's not uncommon for me to have to say, I'm sorry, that's our 10 minutes. I'm going to have to cut us off there. 
But I do use my body language and most people who do quick hits on a regular basis are aware of my body language. And so if I just inhale and lean forward, they know that, oh, she's trying to interrupt me and they may like wrap up their point. The other thing that I do is sometimes, and this is not going to work if you don't have something that's recorded, but there are times where I just make a mental note. I, okay, that was the end of their point. I can edit out anything they say. And I look at the stopwatch and look, how long do they continue talking? And I leave that much extra time for edit space at the end. So I, I do have a constant thought bubble of what is our time? What's been said, mm -hmm. but I find body language really works well. Which I guess works well because you're generally doing four or five people in a session. So we can all see each other. But I think if you had say 40 odd people, that would be trickier, wouldn't it? And it doesn't work well if someone's on their phone because on their phone, they can't see everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's another challenge as well. And I guess if you're using a Zoom webinar rather than a Zoom meeting, you would be able to see the speaker as well necessarily. And I think it's something too if, of being aware when you're on a call like this of not taking up so much of the airways. I have had side conversations with people, especially if they say to me, oh, can I get some feedback? How did I do? If they ask for feedback, I'll be very candid in saying, you know, usually we try to make one point and let other people speak. Have you ever thought of having those, um, the little timers, like you have in some meetings where you got like three minutes to make your point or something? Just have that in your, in your phone. Yeah. Wouldn't that ruin the, the cocktail conversation aspect mm. of this? I would feel more pressure in that scenario for sure. Mm -hmm. um, again, I like to give people a platform to voice themselves. But I think too, if we have established some boundaries beforehand, indicating here's our agenda, here's our talking point, and how much time are we going to spend on each topic? Simon, I think that that timing factor can really work to our advantage. So then there's an understanding ahead of time so people's feelings don't get hurt. So I, so I think that's a good good way to go about it. Well, maybe mention at the beginning too, you know, when people share an opinion, be respectful of, of a time because there's many people that would like to contribute. We sometimes need little reminders like that. So I, I sit in on a lot of board meetings that are Zoom related. And there have been times where I've interrupted and gently just kind of said, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Do we have a point we're making here? Where are we going? How is this affecting the agenda? Is this something we can take offline? Like I'm mm -hmm. lost. Mm -hmm. And if I say I'm lost, sometimes people will realize, oh, wait, we're off topic. You didn't like oh, yeah. that one, Simon. Well, I, I could just imagine in a, in a, boardroom full of male egos you go i'm sorry is there a point here maybe maybe i just don't understand your wisdom no but i just yeah i i think one of the things that we we sort of learn in systemic is how you do things without making people wrong mm -hmm. and when we went on zoom we spent a lot of time trying to get rid of the flip charts because actually they're a pain in the neck really mm -hmm. logistically and what became apparent was just writing people's stuff down makes them feel heard and makes them feel they've made the point and the physicality of, of how many words you can fit in, if you see what I mean. The sentence needs to fit in the thought bubble sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I also really appreciate the chat box. I don't know if you use that frequently because you can mm -hmm. kind of start to steer the ship a little bit beforehand and kind of give them a an, an heads up that you're going to switch topic. And then that can kind of maybe help us navigate uh, the challenges. I have accidentally taken over conversations with the chat because they're having a conversation which is relevant in the room. And so I'm in chat and I'll just add a comment, something I don't want to interrupt about, but I'll just add a comment or a thought. And then the whole thing gets steered over. And I'm like, I didn't want to take over the room. That wasn't the point. 
the um, in better conversations, which is the course we do, we have various sort of you know they go off for a breakout room and they summarize what they've said. One way is we just ask people and they have a nice conversation. You try and keep that small. But if we're running out of time, we ask them to put it in the chat because they can all write simultaneously. If if you're just asking for a sort of simple sentence or something like that, and that really compresses the time down. Alex, do you have an opinion about chat? Do you feel like it works in Zoom or is it distracting for you? I find it sometimes distracting when the presenter is responding to the chat because they're trying to address two 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 forms or addressing mm-hmm. you know the live person and the person that's writing and I find that's a little distracting sometimes mm-hmm. but um you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't maybe sometimes it's uh it's a point you never considered you know that's not being spoken by the presenter but it's written in the chat we all learn how to communicate in room mm. and then we went to zoom all of a sudden thanks to the pandemic and we have to relearn stuff do you communicate via email or telephone or text it's almost like we have to text a person to ask permission to give them a phone call. We don't just pick up the phone call anymore. If I could share one more thought about this whole process, I was interviewed for the position that I recently accepted, and it was the first time I was ever interviewed on Zoom. And what I really appreciated was they actually dropped the questions they were asking me in the comments. So that was a great way mm. for me to stay focused on the topic at hand because of I felt myself going off track into another area. I could just look real quick and say, oh, and I'd steer myself back and self-correct. I love the point that we made that if you make the assumption up front, if you tell people, look, this is, we have a short period of time, make your points succinct. I think that that helps. And then making someone, anyone, the facilitator helps. Any conversation that doesn't have a facilitator is going to go off the rails. And I'm a firm believer that it's hard to participate in a conversation and be a facilitator. I always learn more from quick hits when I watch them back than I do when I'm actually in them because of how much I have going on about facilitation. So I think this has been a really good conversation about interrupting and keeping a conversation moving. And I appreciate having it with you. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.